Brooke, I know that you and I are on the same page when it comes to this. As women in the public eye, and also just women in general, mm-hmm. we want to be appreciated for what we bring to the table, yeah. or in our case, the microphone. Mm-hmm. We want people to recognize our unique perspectives, our skills, and most importantly, our comedy. Yes, 100%. Like, you can recognize that I have, you know, a hot ass and great tits, but I'm funny. Yeah, and that's all that really matters. Yes, And as we also know, it's not always, unfortunately, just about talent when it comes to the careers of women in entertainment. In fact, I'd say it's never just about talent, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's often more about the way that they look. Yeah. Uh, You know, Hollywood's all about that look. For whatever Mm. role they're filling, it's all about the look of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And... (laughs) Countless female stars have come out over the years talking about how they've been objectified and sexualized in this industry and just how damaging it can be, mm-hmm. especially when you hear about it happening when they're prepubescent. That's just gross. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. And now we can add Scarlett Johansson to the list. In a new interview, she opens up about how she was groomed mm. onto a hypersexualized career path at a disturbingly young age. Yeah, and she's not the first A-lister to come forward on this subject, but I gotta say it would be nice if she was the last, oh, that but... that would be so nice. That's why I have clown makeup, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Well, it would be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it would, it really would. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Wednesday, December 14th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Saks.com. I feel like it's a pretty safe bet to say we all know Scarlett Johansson. Certainly, Mm. if you're listening to the show, you know who Scarlett Johansson is. Yeah. We've watched her grow up essentially in front of us on the big screen Mm -hmm. from being a teen star in films like The Horse Whisperer, and Lost in Translation. And now she's essentially one of the most sought-after actors of her generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got a slew of acting awards and two Mm -hmm. Oscar nominations to prove it. And a wedding ring from Colin Jost. I mean... The real accomplishment. I was about to say, we don't need the acting awards or Oscar noms. Get those out of here. She's got Colin Jost. Yeah, which means she gets to 
hang out with Pete Davidson. Of course. Is the real takeaway. Yeah. She's getting invited to those SNL after parties, which is like the most coveted after party in town. Yeah. Yep. But in spite of Scarlett's very successful career, she says it hasn't been without its challenges, which, of course. Of course. Um, and especially early on in her career, which, of course, <laughs> she hasn't been established as a huge star yet. She's going to yeah. have trouble. Yeah. Um, but in a new interview on the iHeartRadio podcast, Table for Two, she opened up about feeling hypersexualized as a teen mm. and how that affected her moving forward. Yeah. So Scarlett told the host, Bruce Bozzi, how the role she got as a teen in movies like The Man Who Wasn't There and Ghost World gave her this ingenue image. And she said, young girls like that are really objectified. And that's just a fact. And she said this kind of set her career on a path of getting roles like the other woman and this object of desire. Mm-hmm. Like in he's just not that into mm-hmm. you. And it was, I think, because of that trajectory that I had been launched towards, I really got stuck. And also, it was definitely a part of my management at the time. I was being groomed, in a way, to be this bombshell type of actor. I suddenly found myself cornered in this place. Like, I couldn't get out of it. You know, as a fellow bombshell, I get it. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's tough. It's tough out there. Yeah, it is. Um, Scarlett also talked about this on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, back in October. And she said that because so much of her time was spent around adults as a child, she was definitely in situations that weren't age appropriate. And she said her maturity led her to being hypersexualized. And in that same interview with Dax, Scarlett also talked about how her public image was limiting her career options as an actor. I was kind of became objectified and pigeonholed in this way where I felt like I wasn't getting offers for work for things that I wanted to do. But I remember- Yeah, this is definitely not the first time we've heard this. Like, I yeah. feel like a lot of actors, especially when, I mean, acting is primarily an adult job anyway. So when you have these child mm-hmm. actors doing it, it's like you're already working these ridiculous hours even yeah. with child labor laws that most <laughs> kids are, you know. At most, they're like putting in an hour at their dad's engineering firm and getting in trouble there. (laughs) Is that what you were doing? Yeah, that was my first job. Wow, it says so much. Well, babysitting was my first job, but Mm, yeah. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, really took (laughs) off, obviously. Um, And Scarlett's not the first A-lister to speak about feeling hypersexualized as a child. Mm -hmm. Megan Fox and Natalie Portman have both also talked about how being put in that position at a young age ended up shaping them personally and professionally. And they've also talked about how they've had to deal with the ramifications of that later on in their adult life. Yeah. So last year, Megan talked to The Washington Post about a 2009 appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And Jimmy asked her about her experience working with um, Michael Bay when she did Transformers. Mm -hmm. And Megan told him the story of the first time she worked with Michael Bay. And it was on Bad Boys 2. And she was only 15 years old. And she said she was cast as an extra in a bar scene and she was wearing a Stars and Stripes bikini and six-inch heels, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous for anyone, let alone yeah. a 15-year-old. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who's like, I'm going to go out to the bar and this is what I'm going to wear? Exactly. We don't wear that at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and since she was underage, she couldn't sit at the bar or have a drink. So apparently Michael's solution to this was having her dance under a waterfall. Um, So she was getting soaking wet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 
after she said this, Jimmy and some of the audience laughed. And Megan was like, I was only 15. Like, I was in 10th mm-hmm. grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the interview with the Washington Post, Megan talked about them laughing at her. And she said mm-hmm. it was a microcosm of my whole life and whole interaction with Hollywood. And she said, yeah. how am I supposed to feel value or find purpose in this horrendous, patriarchal, misogynistic hell that was Hollywood at the time? Mm. And I'm like, at the time. It's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> it really is. She was, like, um, coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then back in December of 2020, Natalie Portman also went on Armchair Expert with Dax. He's apparently the safe space to talk about this. I know. <laughs> I wish he would stop ignoring my request. I know. I know. Um, and she talked about the lasting damage that being sexualized as a child caused her as an adult. I wrote a thing about it for the Women's March a few years ago about how being sexualized as a child, I think took away from my own sexuality because it made me afraid. You do want to explore things and you do want to be open, but you don't feel safe necessarily when there's like older men that are like interested. And you're like, I feel like you build these fortresses around you. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine essentially growing up publicly. Mm. Like you don't have... Yeah, You don't really have safe spaces. Like, you think no. about all the things, like the hormones in your mind, whatever's going on, and, like, being able to figure that stuff out privately with your close group of friends in the <laughs> yeah. cafeteria. Like, I can't imagine yeah. basically constantly being surrounded by adults, working, like, your classroom is a trailer with a onset tutor, and then right. you're back to running lines with you know, a 55-year-old successful movie star. Like, that's just got to be such a weird environment to, like, go through all of these formative years. Right. Like, it's such an awkward time in your life. And to just do it in the spotlight, it's got to be weird. Yeah. Scarlett, of course, is not the only one who's had to deal with this trauma of being sexualized as a child actor. Uh, These are just three examples. I can assure you, basically, probably any female actor who started as a kid, dealt with this to some degree. Mm-hmm. But Scarlett did say during her interview on Table for Two that she thinks that times might be changing for the better. She said, women really are able more now to choose their own path. So when she was on Armchair Expert back in October, Scarlett did talk a little bit more about this. And she said, now I see younger actors in their 20s and I feel like they're allowed to play all of these different things. It's another time, too. We're not really allowed to pigeonhole people anymore, thankfully. Mm -hmm. She also talked about Florence Pugh, who she was in Black Widow with. And she said she's an example of this because Flo's able to work in all sorts of different genres and that we get to see all the different colors in her paint box. Mm, Yeah, Florence has been in a lot. Like, she's done a lot of different roles. Yeah. Well, and the media is like, well, we're still going to pit her against other women, though. Yeah, (laughs) we're not going to change our ways completely. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Scarlett is saying that things are different for younger actors now. They have more control over the types of roles that they get. But do you, I mean, as somebody who is just as much in the industry as Scarlett Johansson is, Brooke, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you agree that the culture of hypersexualizing young actors has changed since Scarlett started out? I don't know. I mean, maybe young actors, but yeah. I don't think the hypersexualization of women has changed. Like, yeah. If you take any acting class or like a workshop or any of those things, they drill into your brain 
that you have to determine your brand and that's your brand and everyone's right. going to look at you as that brand. And for most women, if you're attractive in any way, it's like, oh, you're the sexy, popular girl. You're this, you're that. So mm-hmm. I don't. The sexy think, nerd, the sexy yeah. lumberjack. Yeah. I think Hollywood's going to put you where they think you belong, whether yeah. you like it or not, honestly. Yeah. I agree. I keep thinking about, I remember, because I, you know, I feel very aligned with the Olsen twins, obviously. Yeah, of course. And I remember, because they, the year that they were turning 18, Mm. I remember there was like a headline or something about how there was a website that had a countdown to when they were 18. And it was Mm -hmm. just like, it was true. Even because I was also in my teens and it was just like, this is disgusting. The fact that I had the wherewithal to be like, this is gross tells you that every adult should have been like, this is ex- unacceptable. Yeah. Well, your parents had that countdown for you, too, because they were like, we don't have to deal with this bitch anymore. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> She's 18. Yeah, right. My parents are constantly <laughs> begging me to move back home. They love I know. Me. I know. I love your parents. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziprin. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.